Lance, uh, welcome to State House, and uh, you are executive director of the Texas Package Stores Association, correct? Yes, and um, what we're going to talk about today is an issue I've uh, I've come across many many times in the last thirty years of of lobbying, which is the three tier um, system that was set up some 80 years ago, something like 1933. Um, and I'll be honest. Um, I'm really glad to have you because I'm not sure I really understand what the, what it really means to the industry. And so this is going to be a really, I think a lot of really great information for us, for our listeners and our, our viewers. So they understand, uh, what that is, why it's important. And, uh, sounds like there's a threat to that at the Capitol right now. And why should, um, you know, consumers and other people care about that, you know, is really important, I think, for us to talk about today. So, you know, tell, tell us about, you know, I mean, tell us a little bit about your background, too. We want to know a little bit more about you. I've known you forever. Right. I started in the Capitol as a Capitol staffer for a House member in 1990. Yeah. So I've been doing this for 33 years. Uh, in and around there, I worked for a state senator for a short period of time and have lobbied for various interests over the years. But for the last 15 years, I've been working for the Texas Package Stores Association as their executive director, managing their affairs, keeping an eye on alcohol policy and law, working very well with the TABC, uh, our regulatory agency, to make sure that the delivery of our product is done safely and properly. Um, it's, it's a drug. Alcohol is a legalized drug. And um, it's it can be unsafe if, if consumed improperly. Um, and we want to make sure our number one goal is keeping alcohol out of the hands of kids. Our guys are fighting a war every day that they're open. Um, kids try to get alcohol via fake IDs. They I was it, one of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, get it, <laughs> they get it via fake IDs or their parents. They, they take it from their homes. Uh, but lately with home delivery of alcohol – um, we've seen in other states where they've had stings, operations that are done on home delivery. In some cases, 40 to 50% of those home deliveries are going to minors. Wow. So in the agency here, uh, this is relatively new. Uh, they're doing their best to try to get up and running to make sure that they can monitor it and do stings on home delivery. It's complicated. How do you, um, do you rent a house? Do you rent an apartment? Do you go to a hotel room and call it in. Um, so but, who, who delivers? Who, who are the uh, organizations that actually deliver? So uh, liquor stores for as long as I can remember with a cartage permit could deliver alcohol to your home prior to uh, back in 17, 19, 2017, 2019, uh, we established a consumer delivery permit uh, so that companies like Drizzly, Instacart, Favor could then go to our stores okay. and pick it up Um we made sure that the liability for that falls on the consumer delivery company so that as soon as that bottle leaves our store's hands uh, and goes to Instacart, Favor, uh, Drizzly, whomever delivers it, uh, the, the the liability is on that company. So, so they're supposed to check. So I, I, I know that, you know, we live in this area and I know there's a lot of use of, you know, Favor and, 
Uber Eats and all those uh, delivery systems. And I'm sure, uh, you know, every kid around here uses it for everything. Right. You know, someone told me the other day their kid had a Whataburger delivered from Uber Eats, which cost them probably $15, $20 for, for a Whataburger. So does the does a delivery uh, uh, company have to check IDs? Is that their job to that, do that? They're that, supposed to do that. Absolutely correct. Okay. Um, they can't uh, give it to anybody underage. If they come to a house where there's a big party going on and the person who ordered it is seems under the influence, they're supposed to take it back. Okay. It's no different than in our store. So if you come into a liquor store and you're drunk, we're not going to sell to you. Okay. Yeah. No different than a bar has the ability to kick you out if you've been overserved. So um, it, it's, it's a tough challenge. It, it was exacerbated by COVID. Uh, everybody yeah. had everything delivered, uh, including alcohol. So it's, it's, it's relatively new, like I said, and, and um, something that we're concerned about. And there are more laws that are being proposed right now to make it easier to get it. Um, and, and look, th- this is about alcohol policy and laws are about temperance. Um, Texas ranks 41st to 43rd in the United States of America for liquor consumption per capita, uh, and that's a, that's a good place to be. You don't want to be number one in that category. If you are, healthcare costs are going up, DWIs are going up, MIPs are going up. Um, it's it's really something that uh, it's good to be uh, in last place in this yeah. case. Yeah. Well, so that's very interesting. So there's legislation right now going on that is going to make it. Is it going to take liability away from the delivery just uh, companies? No, the, the the real battle right now is that uh, there are groups out there that want to, quote unquote, modernize the alcoholic beverage system. Yeah. Um, these laws have been in place since 1933 with the repeal of prohibition. Subsequently, here's here's a fun little fact for you. Alcohol is the only commodity mentioned not once but twice in the United States Constitution. <laughs> not oil, not gas, not water. Not corn, not any anything. Alcohol, alcohol. Yeah, it was obviously with prohibition. That was the first time it was in the Constitution, and then when they repealed it, uh, some thirteen years later, or so uh, it was mentioned again. Obviously, because they repealed that. So um, right now in the Capitol, you see groups, as I said, who want to make it easier to get alcohol, and then there's this in-state versus out-of-state issue. Um, companies like Walmart and Amazon who want to ultimately deliver it. Now they will tell you right now that that's not their end game, mm-hmm. but Amazon is a, a delivery company. We yeah. all know that. Right. I mean, how many people yeah. in America have I wouldn't be Amazon surprised if boxes? Amazon pulls up while we're talking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and our job to, uh, with the Texas Package Stores Association is to help Texas companies, Texas retailers. They're born and bred here. They're on Main Street. They're in our small towns. Um, they have a vested interest in their communities. They're not beholden to shareholders. They're beholden to their customers, right. their 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 community, the people that live there, to make sure that they're delivering the product safely, efficiently, uh, and and quite frankly, with a large variety of different products. Texas is growing in the wine industry. The breweries are growing. The distilleries have taken off. We've got a lot of great Texas products, and we have the capacity and the ability to sell a variety versus. A Walmart, if you've ever been into a liquor aisle in a Walmart that sells yep. it in another state, it's 100 SKUs. It's the top brands that you've heard of. It's not those little brands that are trying to grow and establish themselves that are really, really good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, m- my motto is, why wouldn't you want to take care of your constituents 
particularly those business owners in your districts yeah. first versus companies that are global and beholden to shareholders. Yeah, it's a, I mean they're local. I mean, uh, the package stores are, are local liquor right. stores. Now, when you say there there's people, um, I don't know if you want to say or not, but it, you know who? So who is who is trying to? Is it the is it the WalMarts and the, the Amazons that are trying to make it easier? Is yes. that is that, the, is that who's behind all that? Oh yeah, Amazon has um, formed a coalition. Um, they've they've got some other takers to join them, some grocery store chains, Walmart. Uh. And I was just going to ask you about grocery stores. Right. <laughs> um, liquor stores are unique in the alcohol space in that you've got to be 21 to enter the store. You've got to be 21 to work in the store. Yeah. Um, we actually passed that law when the drinking age was raised to 21. TPSA, way prior to me, um, I was in college at the time, um, had that law changed because it made sense. Yeah. We're selling a product. I mean, look, if you drink a case of beer tonight, you're going to wake up tomorrow. You're not going to feel great, but you'll wake up. You drink a case of wine, you're going to feel really bad the next day, but you're going to wake up. You drink a handle of, of vodka in one night, you, you, may, you may wake up, but you may not. So liquor is treated differently than the other. They're all treated differently because they're different products. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. Uh, uh, that's good information. That's, not, that's something I, don't, I didn't know was going on. And, and so tell me a little bit about the three-tier system. How, the, how does that work and, and, and which, um, you know, there's, there's liquor or spirits, I guess you would call them, right? And then there's beer and then there's wine. Correct. Okay. Tell me, tell me about the three-tier. So prior to prohibition, um, organized crime really controlled and dominated the market in this country. Um, and they would go to retailers, restaurants, bars, um, stores, and say, look, we want you to only sell this brand, and we're going to pay you uh, once a week or once a month. We're going to give you uh, some money to make sure you only carry our brand. Uh, Great Britain does it this way. It's called single stream is what we refer to it as. And uh, Great Britain subsequently with no three-tier system has a huge problem on their hands with consumption of alcohol. Guinness, as an example, which is a great beer. I love a good Guinness. Um, but if you go to London, you're going to go to the pub that serves the Guinness product. You go to another pub, they serve a different product. Okay. Um, and subsequently, there are no breaks in the system. The three-tier model was established after prohibition to say, if you make it, you're going to stay in that tier. All right? Okay. If you, then you can wholesale it, sell it to the wholesaler. They're going to they're get it from you, the, the manufacturer. And then the wholesaler is going to sell it ultimately to the retailer who then provides it to the consumer. And there are a number of retailers uh, in the state. A retailer could be a bar, a restaurant, a grocery store, a convenience store, a liquor store. So not just a package store. Correct. Okay. So, you know, if you go to your local HEB, uh, you can buy beer and wine. Um, and that's great. Uh, and they do a good job of that. Um, if you want spirits, though, you have to get those from one of the approximately 3,200 liquor stores that are currently in the state of Texas. And that's because a special license for liquor? Correct. Okay. Yep. You get a permit. The permits are all different. Um, and our guys, uh, you know, apply for, you have to go through background checks, and there are a number of things that you have to do to establish yourself uh, and get your license to sell hard liquor. Um, and, uh, you know, our retailers are, are are great folks. They're, they're small business owners. Yeah. And, um, I, I can think of nothing more important in this day and age than protecting small business because it's, in some cases, 88, 90% of the econo Texas economy is established by small business owners. So 
it's a huge chunk of our economy. Um, small business owners uh, all across this great state um, are driving our economy. Uh, we've got one of the best in the world, what, ninth or tenth largest economy in the world. Um, but on, on the three-tier model, delivery of alcohol in a safe manner is really the most important thing. I can't stress that enough. And the three-tier system provides for that. It puts brakes and speed bumps uh, along the way. If you look at countries like India, um, every day it seems like we read articles in uh, the, the alcohol clips that we follow um, where countries like India uh, get tainted alcohol. It may look like a Crown Royal bottle, but it doesn't have Crown Royal in it, and yeah. people are dying as a result of that. With the three-tier system, you know it's all monitored very closely, very heavily. Controlled. Yeah. And those manufacturers are selling just to that wholesaler. So you know when you open a bottle of Crown Royal, you're getting Crown Royal or Tito's. So, so I'm, I, I, I got to imagine TABC, you know, likes the idea that they can regulate these in these in these silos, right? And, and that's a that's a very positive thing for consumers, safety wise. Um, uh, I, I would imagine it's also a product quality wise, um, probably uh, price wise. All those things fit into that same uh, bucket, I guess, of regulation the way that it's currently done. Is there uh, is there a, uh, a bill or bills you, I, I, earlier we were talking before we before we started the podcast that there's more alcohol bills this session than you've ever seen or has ever been so tell me a little bit about that and is is there some that are threatening the three tier system uh, um, a number of, of number them of. are um you know 25 30 years ago uh the wine industry in Texas was emerging farmers were beginning to grow wine grapes um and then they were you know going through the fermenting process and bottling and all of that. Um, and laws were established to allow those wineries to sell to the ult ultimate consumer. Mm -hmm. So anti three tier, if I may, um, because, you know, we all want to stay, we want everyone to stay in their lane. My guys sell one thing. If they have a bad day, they don't have Walmart or a grocery store as an example. If they have a bad day, uh, in alcohol, they may make it up in tires and tennis shoes and other right. things. We just sell one one thing. Um, the bills that are being filed um, are to, as I said earlier, quote unquote, modernize the alcoholic beverage system. They think our laws are outdated. Um, and I always like to use the First Amendment to the United States Constitution, which is over 225 years old. Uh, it's really old, but <laughs> my gosh, um, the most important thing probably in this day and age that we have is that ability to have free speech. Um, yes, these alcohol laws were established in 1933. Um, uh, they're not outdated. They're there for a reason. Um, the bills that we're seeing are to allow manufacturers, wine, breweries, and distilleries to sell more to the consumer when they come to those places. Um, we uh, got together with the distilleries about 10 years ago. Um, and agreed with them that we would let them, not let them, but we would pass a law that says you can sell two bottles at the distillery in Texas um, to the consumer that comes to your distillery. Um, they want to up that right now. Um, we're currently in negotiations with them to talk about that. Um, we also help them in other ways. Uh, there's a fairs and festival bill to let them go take their products from their distilleries okay. to a fair and festival. Uh, we've worked out a compromise on that bill. Um a lot of people think that we are uh, slow to change. And when I say we, um, particularly the wholesale tier and the retail tier, they think we're not up to date or modernized, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
um, and that we never want to pass anything. Um, and that's absolutely not true. We've negotiated over my tenure with TPSA over the last 15 years with other segments of the industry to try to help them. And we will continue to do that. Yeah. Um, but where, when it becomes, well, let me say this. Right now, you could have a case of Tito's delivered to your front door. All right. Um, you can go to a brewery in this town. You can go to a winery in this town. Um, you can try great things. It's easy to get if you're over 21. Um, so my attitude is if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. Um, tearing down the three tier system, uh, will send us into a spiral that is very dangerous. Um, and I think we're going to find ourselves like great Britain in a situation where alcohol is being taxed at 20, 30, 40% because the government needs to slow down, uh, all of this. Look, it it, it is uh, productivity. I don't know if you've ever been hung over Frank, but uh, you know, uh, maybe, yeah. Um, and you probably weren't very produ- productive the next day. No. Um, drinking in moderation is safe. Um, but there are some people who, you know, can't do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, can, can government fix that? No. Um, but we certainly don't need to make it easier for, uh, while you're on Amazon ordering your toilet paper and, you know, dishwashing soap and all that to say, Oh, I want to click on look at this Tito's here, this Crown Royal. I want to get a bottle yeah. of that while I'm doing it because who who is Amazon uh, answering to? Oh, yeah, they're they're not answering to the local people no. at all. And you know, as as I'm as you're telling me this, there's so many examples of of similar type situations. I'm thinking back on some of the things that I've I've worked on, and it just it it, it comes it's coming back to me. You know, a lot of the stuff that I worked on were, um, you know fights between these the big manufacturers versus local operators and um you find them in, in a lot of different in- industries but i but i found that um you know there's the, the manufacturers have you know have a lot of you know they do a lot of work during the campaigns um they're you know uh they work really hard to uh to build up those uh those relationships and, and, and they have, you know, the largesse of those organizations is tough. Um, but what I've always found is that, you know, it's kind of like a pharmacist, you know, you've got one in every district and they're local and you know them by name. And, um, so if you're, if you're, you're trying to beat the local guy, you're, you know, it's, it's, it's personal, Right. It's not, you know, you're not talking about um, a big corporation, which which can move dollars around. I mean, we've all worked in you know, on corporate issues. I've had a lot of corporate clients. I know the their ability to to move things around and make it work and make things profitable if, if something else and loss leaders and all those kind of things, which is kind of what this comes down to. Sounds like to me, I'm I'm this is my opinion. I, I'm just from what you're telling me, it just reminds me of some of the issues that I've, I've worked on, but I feel like the, uh, um, and your audience is the legislature, right. And right. they're local. And so, um, you know, they're going to know the, the local business guy, right. That owns a liquor store or liquor stores, a couple of liquor stores in their district. Um, and if I was elected official, I would have a hard time saying, I'm going to, I'm going to pass something or vote for something that's going to, you know, hurt your business. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, there's, there's jobs 
that are part of it. There's their contribution to the local community. I mean, I know my guy down the street. Sure. And, uh, you know, and he's involved in everything. You know, my kids were in sports and, you know, they were always funding our uh, our different sporting events. They were always there, you know. Um, you don't see the, you know, the big guys there, right? I mean, right. that's just that's just the way it is. Uh, so it's a community thing. Sure. So um, how do you feel like uh, how do you feel like that is playing into what what you guys are having to deal with? That's a great question and a very good point. Um, the philanthropy of our our local package store owners is huge. Um, I talk to our members all the time about what they do in their communities because I want to hear that story. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they are you know a legis- a house member or senator. Um, may go into their local package store owner and establish that relationship just like any customer could um, and say, you know, I like whiskeys. And that owner is going to know a lot about the products that they're selling so that they can talk to their customers about, hey, have you tried this whiskey? It's really good. I've had it. It's smooth. It finishes well, you know, yada, 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 whatever. Um, But those relationships are extremely important, particularly when you're selling a drug, all right? Um, if we're just going to tear this down and we don't care because free market is free market, um, why do we have pharmacists? Let's just put it all on the shelf. Yeah. Right. Um, laws are in place to help protect society. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and law, not all laws are bad. Um, and I think the legislature shouldn't pick winners and losers and that's what they're doing here. There are a couple of bills right now that would allow what we call direct to consumer shipping. Um, there are a couple of them that would allow out of state distilleries and breweries to ship into this state. Currently, wineries can with the proper permits. The state of Texas right now has illegal wine being shipped into this state under the guise of we can ship it into Texas, and the state of Texas is losing tax revenue on a an, an astronomic level. In some cases, we estimate up to maybe a billion dollars a year yeah. is being lost via illegal shipments of wine into the state. These direct-to-consumer bills would pick out-of-state distilleries over in-state. Now, in-state could do that if this were to pass, um, but not all states do it. Very few states will allow you to ship liquor into their state. Um, that's even being done illegally. I get I get my members all the time will try to order um, liquor from out-of-state, and it's dropped at the door. Yeah. They ring the doorbell, and they, they walk I mean, off. I'm sure, that, I'm sure you can a, do it. If you want to do it, you're sure. going to be able to do it. And so my my whole thing here is that um, why are we going to support an out-of-state company over an in-state retailer uh, who's in your own backyard um, with, uh, you know, as I said, um, as we're seeing with some other states where this is being done, um, kids are getting their alcohol through 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 the mail. Yeah. That's their that's the number one way they're getting alcohol right now. Am I right that Oklahoma tried this and it and it did it, it didn't go through? What, what happened? In yeah, I, I'm not real familiar. Um, they they've got some battles on their hands up there right yeah. now um, with with regard to direct consumer. Um, I, I I I can tell you uh, there was a uh, in Massachusetts um, the the ABC there, the Alcoholic Beverage Commission there in Massachusetts. They have an officer there who's established a strike team for lack of a better term, to uh, do these things. Um, they were seeing 40 to 50%, as I said, were going to kids. They were delivering it to the kids on a street corner. The kids would show up with a big, huge duffel bag and load this stuff in with the police watching all this go down, and then they'd bust them. 
And the driver said, well, he checked the box that said he was 21. Well, he was 16. <laughs> and, okay, you didn't check for his ID. Um, Texans for Safe and Drug-Free Youth, it's an organization here in Austin um, that that's statewide. They've done some studies on this, and they are showing, and, and I'd love for you to get Nicole Holt on here to talk to you about this, Yeah, 80 to 90% of home deliveries of alcohol or, or to-go from restaurants uh, is being done improperly. Okay. That doesn't mean that a child's getting it, but if they're not doing it right, 80 to 90% of the time, okay. you can bet your bottom dollar that kids are getting it. Yeah. I've ordered, um, uh, just to test the system when we did cocktails to go with the restaurant association last session, work closely with them to allow them to do that. So I'll order, um, Mexican food from my, my favorite local Mexican food restaurant. And while I'm at it, I'll order some margaritas to go yeah. 100% of the time that restaurant gets it wrong. They don't put it in a bag. They don't label it as alcohol. They hand it to me in a in a in a bottle right through my window, and off I go. Um, now you can go to a liquor store and put it in your car and start drinking it, um, no doubt. Uh, but we put the law in place when we did cocktails to go because it's easy for an officer to look in your window and see half a bottle of Jack Daniels sitting in the front seat versus a styrofoam cup that's been taped lid taped down and it looks like iced tea when it's really bourbon. Yeah. And so, uh, we, we established those laws, like I said, uh, last session. Um, I know restaurants are struggling and there are partners we sell to them. Uh, great people all, um, I can't say enough about the restaurant community. Quite frankly, I don't know how a restaurateur stays in business. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Talk about tough with business. the overhead and all of that. Um, so we want to help them. Uh, we just want them to do it right. Um, and and make sure that, that that's not going into the wrong hands. So you um Holt was her last name? Nicole Holt. Nicole Holt. Um is that a is that a essentially a parent group? It's it's uh, or, I, or is there a parent group out there that's working Well, that, that's what yeah. They're serving Texans for safe and drug free youth okay. are are it's an organization that works to try to keep drugs and alcohol out of the hands of children okay. just like we're doing. Okay. Um but they're a nonprofit organization um, they do a lot of great work. They do a lot of great studies. Um, you know, they, they had people in hotel rooms ordering liquor delivered to their hotel room door. Um, and they were doing it just to see if they did it right. And quite frequently, frequently they did not. You know, I, I'm both of my boys now are out of high school. Um, thank God. (laughs) And uh, I got them out successfully, but I do know a lot of, I do know a lot of families that didn't, get their kids out of high school successfully. And it was because they were, they had easy access to either drugs or alcohol. They shouldn't have. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a huge problem. And particularly in an area like here in the, in, in the Westlake area, um, it's a big problem, huge, huge problem, bigger than, than one would expect. And, you know, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't want anything that would make it easier um, I, you know, even though you can trust your kids and I trust my boys implicitly, you don't know if they can go to someone's house. You have no idea what happens over there and you just hope and, you know, you pray, okay, please don't let this get out of hand. And, um, you know, it, it and it does. And so I, I, I do really worry about trying to provide more of the product than necessary without the, the proper, um, you know, guidelines and restrictions and, you know, checking licenses and all that. I, I, I mean, in my opinion, as a, as a parent, 
I there's no way that I would believe that uh, a manufacturer or an Amazon or um, any of those folks are going to be checking any kind of. There's no way for them to do it. How right. in the heck are they going to be able to check licenses over over you know an internet purchase essentially? Right. Well, they're putting their faith in the delivery company, whoever delivers it. Right. There, there's been a, a movement in D.C. over the last few years to try to allow the United States postal system to sort to deliver alcohol. Um, and I, I won't touch the, the United States Postal Service, but <laughs> um, uh, again, that's they're putting faith in someone else to make sure that product is delivered and put in the hands of somebody that's old enough to drink it. Yeah, I, I, that, that makes no sense either because you're talking about people that are making, you know, less than minimum wage, you know, and banking on the fact that they get, you know, um, tips. I use them all the time for food, um, and I just there's no way – that that's going to work. I just don't see it. And I'm just talking as a person who uses these, these companies all the time and to make them the policeman for that. Uh, that's, uh, that's just dangerous in my opinion. Well, and some of those delivery companies, uh, those drivers are bonused on the number of packages they can get out right. in a day. Yeah. And they're um, making, just trying to make money. I yeah. mean, you know, I see some, I sure. see some guys delivering to me now that are my age and I'm thinking, wow, uh, you know, poor guy, you know, so something happened now. 32 he's, years old. Yeah. 32, yeah. 33. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Bumping 60. Um, <laughs> you know, these guys are delivering just to make ends meet. And, sure. and, you know, you know, I'd give a, try to give a big tip, just try to help them out. But I mean, they're just trying to survive. Right. So, and you want to make them a policeman? Uh, yeah. It's not well, and, and 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 here's the thing. As I said earlier, wineries in this country. So if you want to order uh, a Dariush Cabernet from uh, Dariush out in California, you can have it shipped to your home right now in Texas. Um, legally? That, legally. Uh, they have an out-of-state shipper's permit. They've established that. A lot of wineries don't do it that way. Like I said, there's a lot of illegal wine coming into the state. So what we hear at the Capitol um, and some from some groups in D.C. as well, um, well, wineries are shipping to homes right now, and there's no evidence that kids are getting wine illegally. And my comment is this about that. A 16-year-old boy is not going to order a Cabernet because it pairs well with the steak he's going to cook <laughs> with his buddies. Um, they want a $20 bottle handle of vodka because they can get drunk quicker. Um, and so we think that that's a bad idea. Yeah. So, and again, to your point, um, uh, how are they going to monitor that? When, when perhaps their only issue is the bottom line. I'll give you one huge example of a company that started here 25 years ago uh, by a friend of mine. Uh, you may know him or have heard of him, Tito. Yeah. Um, I actually went to middle school with Tito. Yeah, did you really? I did. I was in the same fraternity with Tito is at, that right? at UT. Okay. Um, a great guy. Yeah. An entrepreneur. Um, he hasn't sold one bottle of his product directly to the consumer from his distillery. And the last offer I think we heard was like $8 billion to buy his company. So, um, and he told me, uh, heard this story last year. We were talking, uh, with, a, a Bennett Glazier, who was the founder of, of Glazier's, which is now Southern Glazier's big wholesaler here in the state on, uh, wine and spirits and beer. And, uh, Bennett Glazier asked him, said, "Why? What's your what's your price point, Tito?" 
Um, you got you got to have a break, man. Come on. I mean, what's it going to take to for you to sell this? And he goes, look, Bennett, if I sell Tito's, I'll be known as the guy that used to own Tito's. So <laughs> right. he is uh, an He's amazing. He's way too young to sell. Yeah, I mean, come on. Good looking guy, very charismatic, um, and has built a brand that is global. I mean, you can go anywhere in Europe and get a Tito yeah. product. Um, so – uh, he's done it the right way. He stayed in his lane, as I mentioned. We just want people to stay in their lane. Um, and, uh, you know, carve-outs for anyone are the things that we try to fight at the legislature. Yeah. Um, there's a movement right now to allow what we call uh, RTDs, ready to drink. Um, it's really, for us, it's called liquor in a can. Yeah. Um, High Noon is very popular right now, and it has vodka in it. Um, the grocery stores and convenience stores want to sell those. Um, we don't want them to. Um, they make the comment that customers are confused. For me, it's very simple. If it has liquor in it, go to a liquor store to get it. Yeah. Um, and so I think your your this movement, while right now, uh, is to just move those products out of our stores. And again, the legislature's picking winners and losers because if we that's a piece of our business, they're yeah. going to take away from us. Yeah. Uh, so there's an economic uh, factor there, but selling uh, Jack and Coke in a can. Um, uh, we think that's short-sighted. We think it's dangerous, and it's the next step to putting Jack Daniels in a convenience store or a grocery store. So we're going to go from 3,200 outlets to over 30,000 outlets. Um, that's not a good space to be in. Wow. Um, so we're 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 fighting that piece of legislation as well. Um, but you know, I you know, on the convenience stores, um, a perfect example of why that's a bad idea. So when you look and um, we were talking earlier and I, I work on some stuff in the, in the cannabis space right. and there's a, there's a product called Delta, Delta eight, right? It's basically, it's, it's hemp that's been distilled into a very potent um, product. And because it's not illegal under the current statutes, guess who sells it? Convenience stores. Sure. Guess who can get it? Anybody. Sure. So if you're telling me that they are looking out after, you know, the, the consumer and and people and children and all that, you know, I'm not going to believe you because that's a big, huge problem that DPS is trying to deal with. And so you're going to give them that and you're going to give them the ability to sell these, um, what you call them, liquor to go? Liquor in a can. Liquor in a can. Um, no, I, I, that's a it's a horrible idea. Sure. I mean, if they if they had you know if they if they really did uh, show uh, that they were trying to look out and protect you know consumers, that would make sense. That's just not their thing, right? Their thing is to sell as much as they can, and they'll sell anything. So I, it, it reminded me when you said that, I thought, what is that? that the Delta Eight is a, a huge problem, and um, they're trying to fix that this session as well. Um, let me ask you this question: uh, Who? Uh, if you can say, uh, who at the Capitol is, is, is helping to helping you guys on, on these issues. I mean, if you, if you, you don't have to say, but if, if you want to say. No, absolutely. Um, on the direct to consumer front, um, as well as the liquor in a can front, we've got, uh, the wholesale beer distributors, beer Alliance of Texas, uh, TPSA on direct to consumer shipping, Texas food and fuel, which is a convenience store supports us on that companies like HEB don't want direct to consumer either. Um, so we've got a coalition of some great organizations uh, that are helping us on this direct-to-consumer shipping bill, uh, which would allow, again, distilleries from out of state all over the globe, quite frankly, to ship into Texas. 
Um, we've got law enforcement on our on our side. Uh, Texas Municipal Police Chiefs Association is with us. We've got some sheriffs that are on board. Um, food and fuel. Bucky's has joined us on the really? consumer wow. front. Um, and, and and thank goodness that you know these Texas companies like Bucky's and HEB, um, who are giants in the industry and, and great companies. Uh, and I shop at both of them, yeah. um, probably more than <laughs> my wife would like. Um, but they've joined us in our fight on direct consumer shipping, yeah. um, because those companies want you to come into their stores and buy those products. Right. And again, I can look you in the eye. Um, it's pretty easy to size up someone's age. Um, and if you're not sure, you can say, Hey, I need to see your ID. Um, the scary part about ID checks now uh, kids are getting IDs from China that look exactly oh. like a Texas driver's license yeah. with the magnetic stripe, the watermarks, all that. Very sophisticated. Um, companies are are out there now where you can swipe it and see if it's legit. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's that human contact of selling a product. Again, that's why you don't put Oxycontin on the shelf next to the baby aspirin. A pharmacist, right. a doctor has to prescribe that. If you look at the fentanyl problem that we're having in this state right now, and all of, quite frankly, all over the country, um, if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what will. Oh, um, yeah, and kids, absolutely. and I don't. I, I've read a book on the dark web, but apparently, kids are going on the dark web to get drugs, cocaine, heroin, uh, marijuana, and alcohol. Um, and I don't that, even think you have to go there. I think you could just go to TikTok and right. and, and and Snapchat, and, right. And get thing and get it off of there, right? From what I'm being told, there's a uh, a former member of TPSA, uh, a, a gentleman by the name of Irvin Lee, who lives in Dallas. Um, he had about five or six liquor stores, and decided to get out of that and go into the ministry. And his ministry focuses on drug and alcohol addiction. Um, and I talked to him about this, and he's he's told me some heartbreaking stories out of his community where these kids are dying. Um, you know. A, a, a valedictorian of a high school who was having trouble sleeping or got sleeping pills through the dark web. Uh, lo and behold, they were laced with fentanyl and he died. Yeah. Um, you know, so controlling uh, any drug is as a parent, that's what I want. I want the laws to be strict. I want them to make sense. Um, and I think this push right now in the Capitol to tear this down all because we want free market and we want people to be able to sell anything anywhere. Um, you know, that works with tube socks. Yeah. Um, but this is at the expense of, sure. of, of kids. Yeah. I, it, it, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then if we have, you know, again, I keep going back to great Britain, but they've got health healthcare system problems as a result of this, um, all from alcohol. Um, and so they're, they're, they're struggling and trying to put the genie back in the bottle. And my fear is that we're going to open this all up and that, you know, when I'm long gone and away from the state capitol, hopefully one day, um, <laughs> uh, we can only hope, right? <laughs> yeah, there, there are 74 days left in the session, in case you're counting. Because um, I know I am. I, I'm counting the hours. Actually. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, when I'm long gone, I don't want to hand this off to my children and my grandchildren who are going to grow up in a state where uh, we have problems with all of these things because. Uh, legislators were more worried about the bottom line than they worry about they were about the kids in their community, and, and the the really frustrating part for me is that they seem so blasé about it. They don't seem to really oh Lance, that's never going to happen. When I can clearly point to examples all over the planet where it is happening, 
yeah. um, where it is problematic. I mean, people have died in Mexico and Cozumel because they ordered a Crown Royal thinking it was Crown Royal, and the guy behind the bar thought it was Crown Royal. Lo and behold, it wasn't, and subsequently people have died poisoned. in these resorts. Sure, yeah. they're poisoned to death. So, you know. Uh, well, and once you tear down the system, there's if you you know all you got to do is go back in history and look at at, at things uh, similar to this, and when they when they tear down a, a a really good robust regulated system that works, there's no way to, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Right. So to your point about about uh, England, uh, it's uh, it's not it's not going to happen. You know that it's it, they could they could try, but it just cause it's just like anything else. They'll try something and some you know they've already opened it up, so there, there's there's going to be problems with anything they try to do. Yeah, and that one of their uh, attempts right now is to raise the taxes on alcohol products to to an alarming rate. I mean, it's it's high. Yeah. Um to try to get people to slow down. Um and boy, I tell you what, if we had to talk about a tax increase in this state, best of luck. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, you're going to try to get the genie back in the bottle by raising taxes on something. Um, yeah. you know, I know a few legislators over there who are going to say not a few a vast majority maybe all, of them. maybe most yeah <laughs> enough votes to kill it yeah uh, certainly so and and so I I think you know again um, it's about public safety it really is and we've gotten away from that um, all for the almighty dollar yeah um, and, and that's unfortunate um, liquor store owners by by definition uh, again small business owners could be a husband and a wife and they have two employees um, and uh, they know their customers. Um, they know who they are and they work hard six days a week, um, and, and 66 hours in a week. Um, and that's their store. They do it because they don't want to answer to anybody. They want to be their own boss. These are not rich people. These are not, um, now some of them have very successful, uh, companies like specs and twins and yeah. goody goody and pinkies out in West Texas, um, have, have done a very good job of, of growing their business and good for them. That's the American dream. It's capitalism. That's all about. Fully support it. Um, but 90%, 95% of the liquor store owners in Texas have one store. One store. They're not the big, huge chains. And they're located in our small rural communities. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, I look out in Big Spring at, at Big Mike's Farm Store. Uh, one store. Uh, great owner, Stacy Barr, out there. Yeah. Um, and she does some great things. Check her out on Facebook. Um, and she's very innovative and, and does all these fun videos and, uh, promotes the products in her store. Well, you have to now, yeah. you know, and to it, get, and get it, it out it's there. It's fun to see. Yeah. Um, but she's doing it the right way. That's um, you know, Bergheim Cellars, Debbie Mayfield down in, uh, Bernie. Um, she's got a, a wine business that is absolutely fantastic. Um, and she has several employees and her, her husband's a CPA, so he doesn't work in the store. Uh, that's Debbie's baby. I mean, that's her store. That's her life. Um, and she's doing a great job. She's competing against the bigger chains. Um, and she's, again, a, a great wine store. If you want a good bottle of wine, go see Debbie down in Bernie uh, at Bergenheim Cellars. Uh, giving her a shout out here. Um, <laughs> but again, um, you know, she doesn't want to get it wrong because she doesn't want to lose her permit because that's her business. Yeah. And that's the thing, um, you know, is, is, is a large out-of-state retailer, global multinational company, uh, going to care if they get a minor sting? Uh, you know, they're going to be able to get out of that. Yeah, and you know, it's cost to do a business for them. Sure, yeah. sure. So, 
uh, you know, that human contact again is really important from a public safety standpoint. So it, it's, it's, it's the lifeblood. Uh, it's, it's the right thing to do as parents. We all, we all should strive to do that. Um, you hear these stories where t- you're talking about Westlake and, and parties and stuff like that. Parents out there who think that uh, having their 18 year olds come over for a party at the house and I'm going to take all the car keys from the kids, lock them in the house and let them get drunk. Um, first of all, that's against the law. Um, and there have been instances where the kids weren't forthright with giving up their keys and have driven off right. and killed themselves or somebody else. Right. There are numerous examples about that. It's irresponsible. I, I hear about it all the time sure. and, and it's so irresponsible. Sure. And, you know, my kids grew up, uh, in a house where alcohol was consumed, um, we tried to establish in them that there's a, a right way and a wrong way to do it. Um, and, you know, I, I was at a lecture one time in D.C. at a national conference, and, and a, uh, one of the presenters made a comment and thought it was very interesting. He said, would you rather your kids learn how to drink alcohol from a stranger or some, another kid, or would you rather them learn how to drink alcohol from you? Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we were very strict with our kids with regard to alcohol, uh, and some parents aren't. Yeah. Now, help me understand how you can legislate that to parents. You can't. You can't. No. So, like anything else. I mean, every, right. you know, when you're, you're teaching your kids, anything you're teaching your kids should be, that's between you and your, your children. That's, you can't legislate that. You no. know, that's just not, it's, it's not possible. Well, let me tell you something, uh, Lance. This, is, uh, this has been incredibly um, informative for our viewers and our listeners I think we're going to get a, a lot of uh, response from people and, and would love to, you know, come back and, and do this again. Maybe uh, uh, bring uh, one, of, you know, um, I'm sorry, I forgot her name again. Um, you got Stacy Barr out in Big Spring or you got Debbie Mayfield down, down in Bernie. And then the the, the, and, the group at the Capitol. That, uh, uh, Texans for Safe and Drug Free Texas, Youth. Yes. Yep. That, Nicole uh, Holt. She'd be great to have. I'd love for you to get Irvin Lee, Irvin Lee down here from Dallas, the minister who yeah. can talk to you about what he's seeing yeah. in his work. Um, so, it, you know, he's a recovering alcoholic as well. So, um, probably, probably Talk didn't want to say sides. that on the air, but well, you know, I mean, it, it's a, it, it is, he's it, you know, it. he's, 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 he's got the journey. He's been he's, through that, that journey and, and he can talk about it. I mean, we, uh, I think it's a, it's a great, it's a, it, it's a, it's a great story for people to hear. I think sure. those are the things that people want to hear. And, um, I just want to thank you for spending this much time with us. I appreciate that. I know you're busy, and I know you you got to go straight back to the Capitol. That's where I'm headed. Um, but um, thanks again, and uh, uh, we will keep track of this issue. Keep us posted, and let's work on another time to get some more people in here to talk about this issue some more. Sure. Let's uh, maybe come back after session and see how we did. Yeah. Maybe grade our paper. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thanks so much, Thanks Lance. for having me, Frank. You bet. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the State House podcast. Today's show is made possible through a generous donation from my friends at Air Wellness. Air Wellness is one of the most innovative and fastest growing vertically integrated U.S. multi-state cannabis operators. The company's mission is to drive positive impact for their patients, their customers, their employees, and the communities they serve. For more information, please visit airwellness.com. That's A-Y-R Wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. In addition, consider subscribing on Apple and Spotify, where you can leave us a five-star review. If you're not already following us on social media, you can find those links below in the show notes. 
As always, thank you for your continued support, and we'll see you next time.